Hello, everyone. Welcome to another installment of Podcast 360. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. My guest today is Dr. Kathleen Holton, who is an assistant professor in the Health Sciences Department at American University in Washington, D.C. She and her co-author, Anna Kirkland, recently authored a literature review of antioxidant supplementation for the dietary treatment of multiple sclerosis. You can click the link below in the reference list to read the full study. Dr. Holton joins us today to dive deeper into the review and its findings, as well as talk about optimal diets for patients with multiple sclerosis. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Holton. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So let's start by talking about your review a little bit more. How did it come about and what were your key findings? Sure. Actually, the impetus for this paper came from an invitation I had to speak at a symposium on multiple sclerosis. The uh, focus of the symposium was on oxidative stress and MS. And the main treatment we have for oxidative stress is through dietary antioxidants. And so I reviewed the literature in depth for this talk I was giving, and it, it really demonstrated that there were some holes in what was being done, and I, in my opinion, how things were being thought of, that I felt like I could add some light to, if you will, by writing a review article. So we reviewed the literature in depth on what had been done so far in, in regards to antioxidant treatment of multiple sclerosis. And most of these studies are being done currently with using one antioxidant. We know that there are many antioxidants in the diet, but the easiest study design would always be to pick an antioxidant and to test it with using a pill. And when this literature was reviewed, it was clear that there were definitely effects on oxidative stress, as we would you know, expect to see, knowing that these were compounds that had antioxidant function. However, what was lacking was really the effect on MS symptoms overall. And we know that oxidative stress is very common in MS, uh, but it did, didn't really appear to be having the effects on the symptoms of MS like we would hope. But this could be for many reasons, uh, one of which is that when you're treating with only one antioxidant, you can only have function in certain areas of the body. Um, but plus, it doesn't address all of the other ways that specific nutrients interact with the, the neurological system where they may be able to have a benefit. So what we went on to do was basically to summarize all of what is known about how these nutrients affect neurological function, and more specifically, uh, really looking and zooming in on the myelin sheath in oligodendrocytes, uh, which are the cells that are responsible for producing and maintaining the myelin sheath in the central nervous system, and showing how different nutrients were very important to this process. Uh, just to give you one example, uh, vitamin B12, if you have a deficiency in that, uh, you're going to be unable to maintain your myelin sheath. So we went through and, and basically evaluated all of the nutrients and then ended by basically building the diet, if you will, of demonstrating how all of these different pieces could be put together to create a full dietary intervention where all of these nutrients are being provided by diet rather than just one single antioxidant. And I know you mentioned before that 
some of your findings were expected, but were any of your findings surprising to you? I was a little bit surprised that none of these studies were showing any benefit on MS symptoms overall, and that really it didn't seem like a lot of researchers were going past this single antioxidant idea. So that would probably be the, the, the main surprising finding. Right, absolutely. You spoke a bit before about how your findings added to the existing body of knowledge about dietary treatment for MS. But is there anything else that you'd like to add to that discussion? I think that my, my main goal in writing this paper was to really help people start to think more holistically about diet. You know, a lot of people don't have training or backgrounds in nutrition, um, and they don't really have that big picture view. But nutrients play many different roles and very important roles for so many functions in the body. And uh, this paper really aims to just zoom in on what would be of pertinence to multiple sclerosis in particular with the ability to demonstrate that these, all of these nutrients are important and you really need to make sure that they're all present. And there are multiple ways to address oxidative stress, one of which being the cause of the oxidative stress, which is, is somewhat ignored in the literature. Mm -hmm. So with all this in mind, what's the next step in your research? What else are you working on in this area? Yeah, so I've been in conversation with some potential collaborators, and we're really looking to test this idea out with the idea of creating a diet where you see, you're definitely seeing benefit for MS, but kind of moving toward this idea of identifying the most optimal diet for multiple sclerosis that then can be used clinically. And there are some researchers out there doing great work um, using whole diet approaches. I don't know if they are really en encapsulating everything that we've covered in this paper, but those could be easily tweaked as well uh, just to make them you know, more appropriately cover all of this, the nutrients and things we talk about here. And so I think that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to identify that, what is the ideal diet for someone with multiple sclerosis? And what kind of effect can we hope to see by making some of these changes? Yes, absolutely. Patient care is definitely number one. Um, so with that said, what would you say is the key clinical take-home message from your study? I think the key clinical take-home message is that diet matters, and not just one single thing in diet, but diet holistically does matter. I think sometimes attention is paid to a single nutrient or a single antioxidant, when in reality, we really need to step back and say, what, what does this whole diet look like? Is this person getting everything they need? for them to be functioning optimally from a neurological standpoint. I'll just to give you one example. It's very popular right now to think about veganism. And we have a lot of people who are becoming vegan, you know, saying that they think it's helping the environment. But being vegan is 
basically putting a person in a state where they will not be getting everything they need. They may not be getting all of the protein they need, which means there are certain amino acids that are important for neurotransmission, which may not be present. They may not be getting things like omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin D, which are highly prevalent in fish. We know that vitamin D deficiency is highly tied to multiple sclerosis, but it's not just vitamin D. It's also important micronutrients like vitamin B12, which is only found in animal products. So I think some of these holistic things are really important. And right now, if we can help people kind of have that picture by being able to read this article and, you know, have a, a more holistic view of diet, I think we've done our job. Not only do we need to care about what someone's taking in and that they're getting all the adequate nutrients, but we also need to pay attention if they're getting anything that may be damaging or toxic in their diet. My research really revolves around glutamate, uh, which is used as a flavor enhancer in foods. And high levels of glutamate have been found to be what we call excitotoxic, where it can cause neuronal cell death. It can also cause damage, uh, dysfunctional neurotransmission in the nervous system. And it has been associated with MS not only damage to the myelin sheath, uh, but in other areas. And we know that glutamate is actually one of the drivers of oxidative stress in multiple sclerosis. And knowing that is really key. And I think that that's something that I would like to contribute more to the literature in the future is basically doing research looking specifically at removing these flavor-enhancing effects of glutamate in the diet to see if modulation of glutamate in addition to making these beneficial improvements in diet really could have a greater effect in multiple sclerosis. Absolutely. Something else that just kind of came to my mind, um, I read an article the other day that said uh, the Mediterranean diet was voted number one diet for overall health. Do you have any thoughts about the Mediterranean diet in terms of improving MS symptoms? Absolutely. I, I think the Mediterranean diet is the best diet to look at. And if you actually, we might even have said that in our paper. Um, as an example, at the end of the paper, I basically am trying to paint a picture of what you would need to be eating. And if you put all of those recommendations together, you're talking about the Mediterranean diet. Uh, the Mediterranean diet is very high in fruits and vegetables, which are high in antioxidants. It supplies fish, uh, which is extremely important, like I mentioned, for vitamin D and for omega-3 fatty acids. Um, and it provides all of the necessary nutrients. Uh, they tend to have a very balanced approach to diet, which is definitely beneficial. Um, and then those individual antioxidants that I talk about in the paper, um, the, the major two when you talk about micronutrients are vitamin C and vitamin E. Vitamin C is water-soluble, and it's found in a lot of your fresh fruits and vegetables. Vitamin E is fat-soluble, and it's found in other things like nuts and seeds and olives and some green leafy vegetables. Um, but vitamin E is, is equally important in the diet, and so sometimes people are you know, worried about fat intake and they're not eating some of those foods. Um, but the Mediterranean diet is, is actually a little bit higher in fat than some people are eating and it, it's very balanced, healthy fats that it's supplying while also supplying those antioxidants. Mm -hmm. 
very well said. Thank you very much for your comments. Um, and thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I appreciate your time. Oh, you're very welcome.